Pork Bajir, Andalites, Yerks, and Taxons, if you manage to get some earbuds around your spikes. Welcome, folks, to the Wonder Yerks for all your Animorphs rereading and eventual rewatching needs. I'm not Luna. And I'm not Blair. <laughs> you never, you could never figure out exactly who we are. Yeah. I don't live in the state of New York. <laughs> specifically Rochester. Specifically Rochester, specifically Uptown Rochester, specifically Greece. <laughs> I'm doxing myself. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna, get a, I'm gonna get a fucking pipe bomb over this. I mean, is anyone gonna like harass us over our Animorphs podcast? Like, truthfully? maybe there's someone out there who's like really dedicated to the idea of all the Animorphs being straight. Oh yeah, and this yeah, like that dedi- like Unabomber. Maybe the Unabomber is like maybe the Unabomber is still out there and is real and loves the Animorphs and loves the idea of them all being straight, <laughs> which is a uniformly wrong and bad opinion. I'm Blair. I, I want to take a second to call myself out because I'm pretty sure I just implied that the uni- I, I'm pretty sure I just somewhere out there the Unabomber is real, which <laughs> implies that he, he was a myth. Nope, just just write it out. You know, have people. All right. Yeah, Unabomber is one of the great myths of the 2000s. You know, El Chupacabra, uh, fucking Sasquatch, Unabomber. You know, these the cryptozoologists go nuts about the Unabomber. <laughs> right. Just like what was that dude's man. name that they claimed to be the Unabomber? What was his name? I don't know. I don't know. The, Why would I know? That man? I don't know. Why would I know? Uh, uh, Unabomber. I was I like think just six, Googling this probably. person. Probably. Oh, yeah. Ted Kaczynski. He's yeah. fake. He, no one's, he's not the real Unabomber. <laughs> there was never a Ted Kaczynski. So what's up? <laughs> um, not a whole ton. It's overcast. Um, yeah. I, um, so, I don't know. Before, be, before, this is not part of the actual thing discussion, but I want to just note my first note here is kind of topical considering today. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first note was Marco wants to be a McCain. Oh, yeah, no, I noticed that. That's cursed. When I saw that, I'm like, Marco, I'm sure you have a better last name than that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure it's absolutely not that awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, politicals aside, it's just not a good last name, you know? Yeah. Like, Hold on, I'm, pull, I'm pulling up the book covers for, so we can do our uh, our analysis. Oh my god, yeah, I have it. I have it up as well. Oh man, all right. The the Japanese one's a trip. Oh my god, I actually I don't have that one, so you're gonna have to send it to me. So this week we read the um, Predator, the Predator, which is the fifth book in the Animorph series. Um, the first Marco book. The first Marco book. Uh, and we've now, well, we haven't done the full main cast because there's still, uh, Axe. Oh, yeah. We still have an Axe book. Oh, cool. Go. Is that going to be the next one? I think so. Let's see. Let me, let me find out. Animorphs book six. No, the, the next one's uh, from Jake's perspective. Oh. Uh, hmm. When does Axe get a book? Maybe it's in the next cycle? Uh... Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh no, he's he, Axe gets a book in the Alien. Oh, which is the eighth book. Ah, technically the ninth though, because before we get to that, we have to read the first Megamorphs. What's a Megamorph? Oh, it's Megamorphs. But what's what is Megamorphs? It's one of the, I, I think I like explained it to you a little bit a little while ago because it's an it's an animorphs book where it's like not one one character's perspective, mm. but instead like it's like a chapter by chapter kind of thing. So like Jake has a first chapter and then Tobias has a chapter. I see, I see, I see, I see. It's good. Interesting. 
Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, let me just find the uh, let me just find the bad the very bad. One. Oh, I found something also very bad. Hold Uh-oh. on. Oh. Uh, so we'll put all these in the show notes. Um, let me just go to Richard's Animorphs forum. <laughs> that's that's what I have pulled up right now. God bless Richard and his Animorphs forum. Right. Um, I wanna. I'm gonna. Okay. So here's the very bad image I was go. I I was mentioning that I just saw. Uh, so there's that. So you and I have to handle that. Oh no! That. Oh no! That's so. It's okay. <laughs> well, I feel like it, we should discuss this image when it becomes relevant within the context of the book. Yes. So for now, let's take a look at the. Uh, let's take a look at the the uh, oh, which I've I've never been informed. The lenticular cover is the original, and then the reprint was is the one with like the half human half animal face i see i see i see the half human half animal face is kind of messed up to look at mm-hmm. like this this week's is nothing particularly like egregiously bad about it but it's still pretty bad it's like to look at uncanny valley you know yeah it's, it's yeah a like, little... if, you, like, if you like glimpse for a second you like oh some you, you just like see like some dude wearing like body paint for a football team yeah yeah i mean it's so so this is a marco book and both covers all, all the covers we have present here um are marco turning into big jim um yep. noted gorilla uh noted gorilla big jim and uh, the- hold on hold on i need to take a look at the, the lenticular cover the original because nothing's really standing out about it except for one of the faces does kind of look like michael jackson a little bit um, which, but which one? The the last one looks like. Why does the gorilla look like he's wearing a gorilla mask? <laughs> like he looks like he's got like a he looks like he's got like a paper gorilla mask over his gorilla face. Yeah, there is an outline to his head, which is. Um... <laughs> but there's like some like there's like some black outlining that. So like it looks like this man is also the the second one kind of looks like a chubby like if if Michael Jackson got if Michael Jackson in the waning years of his life got stung by a shitload of bees. That's kind of what he'd look like. Yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, he looks Also, like this gorilla is doing DreamWorks face at me, and I do not like it. <laughs> well, I mean, there's not much he can do about it since uh, Marco, quote-unquote Marco, is yeah. doing DreamWorks face in the original image. Yeah. Um, I mean, you take what you can get. Also, this cover is completely inaccurate because Marco has his shirt tucked in, and Marco would never tuck in his shirt. <laughs> I mean, it was also the 90s, so... Marco would never tuck in his shirt. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Um... Um, the Japanese cover, like, who is this twink boy? I mean, he's just a little man. He's just a tiny little man. He's, he, he's, 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 God, that gorilla's head is way too tall, though. Yeah. In the Japanese cover. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like Jimmy Neutron. He's got a four brain. <laughs> he's got a six brain. That's not what I mean by four, but Okay. Oh, I thought you were talking about like he's just got a big fucking brain. Well, yeah, but like four, like forehead, but four. Bra- anyway, um, it, it's a good, it's good, Blair. <laughs> okay. Oh man, fuck! Oh, I cannot. Which one's the worst? The worst one is always going to be the one that's just the single image. Yeah, I, I, I think, think particularly you're right about bad that. for this one because, um, like monkeys and apes and whatnot are already uncanny valley because of how close they look to humans but not quite but just adding this extra level of humanness to it 
is just like upsetting. I, 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 like, I like the I like the smile that Marco's got going on in the third and fifth image on the Japanese cover. Hold on, let me skip this. Yeah, he's grinning. <laughs> he looks like he knows something. Oh yeah, it's, that's a knowing smile. That's a knowing smile if I've ever seen one. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. So uh, of the of. The of the and last question of the uh the original cover, which one's the worst to be? Which one's the worst? Because I think the th- the third one's pretty bad. The fourth one is just like a like a gorilla with some faint jeans outline on its legs. Yeah, yeah. The actually the original cover for this is not. Nothing's that, really bad about it's it. It's not horrible. It's probably the best of all of them we've had so far. I guess the middle one is probably the worst, but... Yeah. Um, Nothing really to write home about, about, like, the awfulness. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, human lips still, you know, on an animal's is still kind of where I draw my line, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um. So, this has ha- this one has Capelgate's worst word crimes, right? I don't know if... Yeah, actually, you know what? At least, it, you know, yeah, probably does. It at least has. <laughs> I love that you were like about to object, and then you just like rationalize yourself down. Well, I was like, I was rapidly going through all the morphs that happened in this book, and I was like, oh, all I mean, bit- was it? Oh, hold on, yeah, mm-hmm. no, this one's definitely, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, any morph involving exoskeletons is bound to be bad. It's okay. So this book by far has the worst acquired morphs that we've had. Easily. Easily. Ever. So, <laughs> including but not limited, well, I think it is limited to uh, ants and lobsters. Yeah, that's all, that's all the new morphs that we get. There's, they suck. <laughs> They're not good. They're bad. It's very bad. Um, but let's we get also into to, it. We also have to hear about uh, an, a lobster turning into axe, which is not great to think about. Oh my god. Axe is so dear in this one. I'm so excited. Yeah, okay, al- let's get into axe it. is awesome. Let's get into um, it. Alright, so... The first thing that happens is Marco's walking home from 7-Eleven, and he's got... And this is the book... This is, I, I read this book... Like, I read a lot of the books as a kid, but I read this book, like, 15 times for some reason. Uh-huh. And the detail of a gallon of milk, a loaf of bread, and a bag of peanut M&Ms, like, that detail is just lodged in my brain. That is what he came home from 7-Eleven with. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, sees some punks mugging an old man, and he's like, well, shit, I should just leave this go. And then he just fucking decides, I can't do I can't let this man live. I can't leave them alone. And then he goes big gym and, like, fucks them all the way up. I feel like half of these books, or at least all of, maybe even all of them except for the very first one, opens up with some valiant effort that involves them morphing right away that is like, like, and every time it happens, they're like, you shouldn't have morphed. Someone could have seen you, you know? Like, well, let's see. How did, what happened at the start of the second one that would, the second one was, well, maybe it didn't start, happen at the start of it, but I think as soon as Rachel, Rachel goes half elephant because she's being goes, sexually harassed. Yep. Yep. The third uh, one. Third one, Tobias and Rachel try and save uh, Price Cut Polly. Is yep. that what it is? Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then fourth one. Fourth Cassie's one. Cassie's turns into a squirrel to try and save birds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, these kids. These kids are so. These kids are good Samaritans. I mean, I guess, but also, like, if I was in that position, I'd be like, let's outweigh the pros and cons of like someone telling the cops that there was a gorilla. That just attacked them suddenly and then vanished, or like this this old man gets like you know like shaken up a little bit. Like he's gonna die soon anyway, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. 
I mean, it's not like a great position to be in, but, you know, there's the weight of the world potentially on one side, and then there's the weight of this one old man. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I need to look in my notes because I have written down Caplegate Stop, and I'm not entirely sure why I wrote that. You should write down page numbers associated with these things. I normally do. I normally do, Blair. But I didn't do it this time. Why did I want Caplegate to stop? I don't know. It's, uh, let's see. Let's see what I can do. Hmm. I'm gonna have to cut some of this. Why did I say Caplegate? Why? Oh, yeah, that's right, because I had to read three pages of Marco turning into a gorilla and it's talking the... about jaws and bones grinding. It's the worst. Honestly, like, the mammalian ones are, like, as tame as they can get. My face was a black, bulging, rubbery mask, and my eyes were practically invisible beneath my heavy brow. I mean, it's not, like, literally, it's not the worst it's ever been. Like I said, the mammalian ones. No, it's ones... not. There's th- this... But I think this book definitely has the worst of them. Every time they talk about bone crunching, I want to die. Did I ever send you that clip from the Sheena, Queen of the Jungle? I don't think so. I definitely linked it in the show notes last week, last time. But anyways, um, so yeah, Marco, big Jim's out. And then the next day he's describing it to everyone. And no one's like really that angry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, they're, they're kind of grumpy about it, but, like, they're not, like, that angry. And Rachel just, like, casually does a flip in the middle of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, because she's that bitch. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if I could do a flip, I would just, like, be... I would never not be flipping in my conversation. I suppose so. I suppose so. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah. So, um, and then, so they're, they're, they're talking about this, and then they're making their way to Axe. Uh, who showed up uh, at the last act of the last previous book, um, and because because he's um, and Jake tells everyone that um, Axe wants to go home somehow. So he and he kind of has a plan as to how to do that, um, mm. which is to uh, um, like like make a distress call down to, like, the year. Yeah, a distress beacon. Uh, fucking, uh, he needs to, like, call, he, he, want, they want to, like, do the bait and switch and, like, summon the, the Yerk ship and then, like, ambush them, kill them all, and then take the Yerk ship to get Axe to his home planet. hmm And. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, this shit can be, we can get most of this shit at Radio Shack. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny to me. But yes, it really is. My, uh, so the this... le- okay, but the least realistic part of this book is that is when they go into the mall and they can't, they don't know where the fucking Radio Shack is. These I... are teens. Bro, we are teens. We love the mall. Problem? How do they not know where the goddamn Radio Shack is? Did you go to a Radio Shack when you were a teen? I wasn't a teen in the 90s. But there were still malls when you were a teen, weren't there? Yeah, but I didn't go there. One of the few times I did go to the mall with my friends, I got abandoned. Well, I guess I live in Minnesota, and which is known for its malls, which is a horrible, sad thing to be known for as a yeah. state. So, Do you the story of the time I got left at the mall? No, uh, yeah, go ahead. I have never heard it. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, this was like sophomore, junior year of high school. Um, there were these people I was in ski club with. And, um, uh, the last day, uh, of school before February break, we let out a little bit early. So we all decided to like 
go get some food and uh, go to the mall afterwards and walk. Because we were, like, walking distance from the mall. It wasn't that far away and it wasn't really that cold. Sure. Um, so we eat our, we eat our food. Uh, we go to the mall. And, uh, God. Oh, yeah. The, side note. Some of the guys in this group did not like me very much. Uh-huh. And the other guys in the group who did like me just kind of sometimes went with the flow. Uh-huh. So I, tur- I I linger too long looking at, like, a cool t-shirt on that I don't have the money to buy, so I don't know why I'm even fucking looking at the shirt, but mm-hmm. I turn my back too long, and then they're gone. Oh, no. So I text them, and I'm like, hey, where are you guys? Lost track. And there's, like, seven or eight of them, so I send a text to each one of them, and they no answer. I, oh, no. I call one of them, they pick, they, they pick up, and they, like, pretend to be, like, having bad reception or something. Oh, my God. Literally, they call, they, they have someone call my name to, like, a certain store. Like, they, I think they called me in front to go to the front of Victoria's Secret. Oh, my God. As a joke. And then when I finally get through to one of them, after literally two hours of looking, they say, yeah, we left, like, 45 minutes ago. Oh, my God. And I have to call my grandmother to give me a ride home. That is so rough. Kids are the I worst. I didn't have a good time. Kids are the worst. Oh my god, oh. that's so horrible. Yeah. Oh no, poor Luna. Yeah, I'll, I'll survive <laughs> somehow. They're all dead, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the little things. Yeah. Hey, uh, completely unrelated to that, but you know what a week from the day this episode goes up is? Hmm. My birthday. We're not doing it. We're not putting an episode up on my birthday, sadly. No. Which I'm kind of, I I wish we were, but Mm -mm. can't throw off the schedule that much. No. We're too busy to do do, do an episode back to back, (laughs) back to back weeks. Uh, Um, there's, uh, okay, so going, when I went to that line, I skipped a couple of things, mainly that Marco is incredibly fucking smart because he just calculates light years off the dome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Marco has a crush on Jake and Marco says, Marco says, Cassie and Rachel say Axe is cute. I wouldn't know being a guy because He's, he is incredibly in the closet. <laughs> he is so closeted. He is so closeted. Is like this entire book is, um, Marco having a crush on Jake. And being he call, extremely he calls Rachel, he calls Rachel a bombshell at one point, which is like I've never, never heard a straight person use the word bombshell when they weren't like trying to be like, oh, I'm straight, I'm straight, don't worry. It's, I mean, it's like maybe, but also like within the context of everything else, it's so performative. Like, it absolutely is. Marco kind of, is not straight in the slightest. He kind of goes through the motions of being attracted to Rachel, but you can tell that his attention is elsewhere. Yeah, no, it's the. I'm still just remembering that line where he's like, "Oh, I had a wet dream about Pamela Anderson on Baywatch. I'm definitely very straight." This is a thing that straight people say. (laughs) Does anyone else ever look at women's boobs and be like, "Wow, those are hot"? Boy, yo, 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 boy, yo, yo, (laughs) cat, the same thing. 
Um, we also get K.A. Applegate recycling lines because she refers to Marco's tail going into his body as, like, someone sucking up a piece of spaghetti, which is exactly how she referred to Rachel's elephant tail going into her body in book three. Checkmate, Applegate, you recycle your writing. I'm nitpicking. Well, it's almost as if she writes as though the audience has never read any of the books before, so, <laughs> like... Know, like, 15 pages of these books are absolutely unnecessary. <laughs> It's like for anyone who's been reading the se- the yeah, series, who's who for anyone who's being who's read one book every other week for the past like month and a half. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want to get to the mall adventure? Because that's a really good scene. Okay. I mean, is there any other details we have to talk about before then, or no? Let me take a look. Um, Axe wants to go home. Oh, Jassy is canon. Oh yeah. Which, I mean. It's, it, it's, I, I guess. It's, it's kind of cute, I guess. I guess. <laughs> um. <laughs> I guess. Um, Jay kind of just... York ship and Axe goes human for a Radio Shack mission, which is... Um, just a funny reminder that Axe's human form is we are all we are all the we are all the same race the human race because he absorbs everyone. Uh huh. Uh huh. And like everyone, and it's it's like our, Marco keeps talking about how uncanny it is, and I can only imagine. Like I was like, I, I actually like. I don't know if I would notice if I if someone else I met was a mashup of like four of my friends. Oh, I would definitely not notice. Yeah. Like, the only way I would notice it was, like, I have, like, a birthmark, and that's the only way I would notice if they had that birthmark. But even then, it's like, oh, well, oh. That could happen. Uh, yeah. Because, like, like, especially as my birthmark's on my back, so I don't see it very often. Sure, So I can yeah. be like, is, that's what, I mean, they, coincidence? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Oh, that reminds me. Um, another story. Have you ever told you about Mike and the Milk Dud? N- no. Okay, so. This is back from before I was born. My, this, is my, this is a story my mother tells all the time, but it's such a good fucking story. Okay. And I hate, I hate the name. I love the name of it, but I hate the name of it because it gives the story away. So my mom wakes up one morning, and she wakes up because my dad gets up like an hour or so before her, and he's getting ready for work. And he's like, you know, like kind of like uh, legs hanging over the side of the, off the side of the bed and just like, you know, getting ready to like actually get up. And she's like, she like turns over and there's like this, there's this giant fucking mole on his back. And she's like, she's a nurse. So she's freaking the fuck out. She's oh my like, God. oh my God, Mike, you have a giant mole. Oh my God. Is it a tumor? Oh God, Mike, do you have cancer? Oh, oh, oh. And he's like, what, what, what? And he, and like in the commotion, like it falls off and my mom screams. Oh my God. And my father had been eating milk duds in his bed the night prior. <laughs> Is that not a mood? Fuck, I want some milk duds now. Oh, man, milk duds are... I would rather have some, like, milk balls, some Whoppers. Those Whoppers? I, I like I like a good Whopper, but also milk duds kick major ass. They do. I think both are good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a fence-sitter here and say both are good. <laughs> they, they both are good. As soon as we're done recording this podcast, I'm going to walk to the local gas station and buy some milk duds. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, So... Axe goes human for the Radio Shack mission um, and goes fucking nuts in the mall. And it's adorable because it's like that fish out of water stuff Blair was talking about where he doesn't know what words are and he doesn't know what taste is. Hold on. I have to find this like quote that I pulled out. Um, where he's where he's fascinated with the idea of uh, a, a hole in a lid. Yeah. Okay. So for context, he gets he, – he as soon as they get into the mall, basically – um, he disappears. He, he disappears because he's like so overstimulated by everything, and they find him on the second floor, um, 
waiting in line at a Starbucks, and I don't remember what he orders. Um, like uh, a latte. Latte, yeah. He, they charge him $3 for the latte in 1993. Oh my god, could you imagine spending $3 on a latte? I wish. I, yeah. Well, I mean, like, that feels, like, so high, even for 93. I, I don't know. It's like you spend five bucks on any drink at a Starbucks these days, you know? I mean, I don't... I, I sure just don't go to Starbucks for that reason unless someone yeah, else is buying. Yeah. Like, I, not to be like, eh, Starbucks, but I just, like, there's a Dunkin' Donuts across the street, and both will make me poop, and both taste the exact same. Yeah, we don't have any chain here that isn't Caribou or Starbucks. So, oh, like, at least God. in the town I'm in. I know in the Twin Cities we have Dunn Brothers as well. So. Yeah, no, Dunkin', Don- Dunkin Donuts is... I mean, it's it it, it sucks because it like destroys my stuff. Are you fucking kidding me? Hold on. How every single goddamn time, Blair? How? You just need to like throw it away. I'm not allowed to unplug it because my mom is worried that sometime someday she'll need to reach her grandparents and she won't have service on her cell phone. I see. Well, like, literally nobody knows our cell phone. Nobody knows our home phone number. I don't know our home phone number. <laughs> I'm going to die. It's probably, uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway. So Axe goes to Starbucks and he's like, oh, swag. Uh, there's a hole in the lid and it's, oh yeah, go ahead and read your quote. Okay, okay. So, um, <laughs> it, I don't know. Basically, he's he tries drinking at, drinking it out of the, um, like. The, the, the not ki- open area. Yeah, the he's just like mimicking the motions of other people. But um, uh, Marco is like, hey, man, you got to like, there's a hole in the lid. You got to drink it out of that. And he's like, oh, a hole in the lid. No spills. It's so simple, yet so effective. And it's so <laughs> cute. I could he's die. Cute. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, so they go, they go to Radio Shack and Axe finishes his drink while getting everything. And uh Marco's like, yeah, you can just throw the cup away. You don't need to hold on to it. And Axe just literally throw like, this some fucking Amelia Bedelia shit and throws it at an employee. <laughs> like, this poor Radio Shack employee making, like, $6 an hour just got hit in the face with a Starbucks cup. And I, I'm like, like, I get, like, Axe not understanding, like, social norms. But also, like, do you think it's appropriate to throw something at another person? Axe? <laughs> I think he's just like using that as a front for some like some of the things he genuinely doesn't understand, but like some of the things he's just like, oh well, I have an excuse now to throw to throw a, an empty vessel at someone's head. And then and then Marco and Jake just have to clean up the mess, basically. Yep, and and the the they apologize to the guy, and the guy is like really chill about it because he's like because they're like, oh, he's got he has seizures, and <laughs> he's like, sure, what the fuck ever, he's gone anyways, and they're like, what? And they turn around and Axe has, like, gone on a fucking spree of eating. He somehow managed to get a Cinnabon without paying for it. Well, people... It, so so the assumption here is that people, like... Are buying him a- food to taste. Yeah, because he's, like... There's, like, a huge crowd in the middle of the mall gathered around him. And he's like, oh, taste! <laughs> and baby. this begins Axe's series-long obsession with Cinnabon. I love him so dearly. He's great. Um, Axe also instinctively realizes that all cops are bastards. Because mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. uh, he, the cop, the, the, the mall cops try and get to him, and he just fucking sticky buns one in the face. Yeah. Fuck. That's some, like, that's, like, some disruptive revolutionary action that we need today. Yeah. Fuck. And th- then everything's going fucking wild, and Axe runs away, and he's, and he starts turning into the Andalite form again, and one of the cops whispers under his breath, Andalite. Yeah. And okay, Marco's this- like, 
Uh, go on. No, this scene is so confusing because they're in the mall, but then they're in a grocery store. Maybe there's a grocery store in the mall. That could possibly happen. Okay. Not in my experience, but maybe it's a particular kind of mall. Yeah. Maybe it's a coastal thing. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, yeah. And Marco's like, oh shit, these are controllers. And he screams bomb, which I guess you can just like do without getting shot in a pre-9-11 world. Yeah. Yeah, it was like I go into I go into a mall and I shot bomb. Like I'm immediately getting tasered by the cop, by the by the, by the fucking rent cops. Yeah, yeah. So everyone runs out. Social experiment gone wrong. Going into the mall and screaming bomb prank. Gone sexual. Gone no, 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 Luna. I hate those videos. Ugh. Um, they're highly cursed. So basically, as a means to like escape. The controller cops, they morph into lobsters and hop into the lobster tank. Yeah, and this is the, here's time, here's time for the image we were discussing, because the image shows Marco to lobster, and then half lobster, half human Jake, Marco, and uh, I guess half lobster, half Andalite axe climbing into a lobster tank while a very distressed woman looks on. (laughs) And, but the thing is, the woman's face is as red as the lobster skin. (laughs) It's it's so it's so poorly photoshopped. Um, but damn, seven ninety nine for a lobster—that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean the, the the woman that buys them later and tries to steam them buys. Wait, hold on, Blair. Look back at the cover of look at back at the cover the uh, the original cover of the animorphs of this animorphs book. The the big gym one, yeah. What yeah, look look what it says. That's like cool animorphs decal inside. Is this the cool animorphs decal that exists? I think this is inside? the cool animorphs decal that exists inside. This is the worst animorphs decal. I would not call this a cool animorphs decal. No, I would. It's, ba- it's actively bad, actually. Yeah, no, it sucks. Yeah, because the woman. So so there's a woman who buys them later. After Who's the- wearing a dress that has very obviously been pattern repeated in Photoshop. Like, look at that thing. Uh, yeah. So there's a woman who purchased them later. At not how it- tall? How long is that woman though? Like, look at how long that dress is, and her feet are still sticking out underneath it. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Her waist is so high because like it fans out as like where her butt area would be, really high onto her body, and then like it's just legs. This woman, this woman is the tall drink of water they're talking about. Legs for days. Yeah, this is who this is who fucking Dick Tracy fantasizes about, except for much more red. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe Dick Tracy's into that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so um so so they chill out in the tank for a while and time passes really quickly for them, I guess, whatever. And well, because they, t- they get put into a bag of ice. Well, no, but even while they're in the tank, they're like, wow. No, 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 the time passes by, I mean, it, like, ten minutes goes by, which is okay, but, like, well, isn't it then like it's, like, seven goes, minutes left. Isn't an hour passes, and then they get taken out of the tank? I don't know if an hour passes. Let me, let me, let me pull up my notes. Let me pull up my Anna notes. My Anamorph notes. Yep, I went to exactly to the right chapter. Nice. Way to go. Hell yeah. Dab. No, ten minutes have passed. Okay. Oh no, an hour had passed. You're right. You're right. I must. I must have missed that line. You were right, Blair. I know what's up. Yeah. Hell yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, so an hour passes, and then they pass out because they're put into a bag of ice, and they're being dropped into a fucking boiling pot of water. Yep. It's dire. Yeah. Yeah. 
So basically what they end up doing is um, just demorphing. Demorphing in front of this woman, and they are very lucky. Yeah. They get so lucky in this book. Yeah, they do. Fuck that. Yeah, they look, like, there's, there's, like, like, several, like, wild dance oh, wait, lockiness in this book. Morph acquired. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lobster morph acquired. Lobster morph acquired. <laughs> so, so this woman happens to buy the three... The three same I mean, to be fair, if I saw, like, my dinner turning into a human before me, I would probably think I was having a dream. No, 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 no. She buys the same three lobsters that happen to be these guys. Like, the the three ones. But I guess it also makes sense because there's the implication that she buys several more. What is this one woman doing with, like, five she's or six a, lobsters? She's got a big family, Blair. She only she only meant to she only meant to have three kids, but the fourth one was an accident, but they but she still loves them all the same. My family hosts New Year's, um, and we cook seafood then. We've never had to buy more than two lobsters. She has some very hungry children and she loves them all. Okay, Luna. I'll accept it. <laughs> uh, so, like, they lucky. I mean, I guess, like, if I saw a, a lobster turn into a human, I'd be like, I'm probably not dreaming. If I saw a lobster turn into an alien, I'd be like, this is unreal on two fronts. You, okay, so is, you, is, you would listen, accept I buy lo- If I see an alien, I'll buy that. If I see a lobster turning into a human, I'm not dreaming. If I see a lobster turning into a human and a lobster turning into an alien in the same, like, field of view i'm dreaming absolutely dreaming okay okay i guess i can accept that i have no idea how i would react in that situation poorly poorly probably a lot of screaming just like this woman does yeah yeah (laughs) uh there is a really good marco line where um marco is like fucking creaming his jeans or sorry axe is fucking creaming his jeans about how good the cinnabon is Uh and he throws it in the cop's face and marco's like i mean they do make a good sticky bun (laughs) Marco Owens. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. So, uh, why do my notes say everyone's crying? Holy shit. Oh, the ant morph. That's... Oh my god, the ant morph. Okay, so... The ant morph is so distressing. So they have to go into Chapman's house and steal like a Z-drive transponder because that's the one thing they couldn't buy at Radio Shack. Because it doesn't exist in... At Radio Shack. Yeah. I mean, Best Buy, I'll get that shit. Circuit City could have gotten that for you, but no, you went to fucking Radio Shack. Yeah, yeah. And a mall Radio Shack, no less. Yeah. No, mall Radio Shack has, like, three AA batteries. That's all you're getting there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a pair of sunglasses they stole from Zoomies. <laughs> oh, fuck Zoomies. Oh, I have a build-your-own-skateboard deck from Zoomies. <laughs> I got yelled at an employee from Zoomies. When I was at Zoomies, I don't know why. why. I don't What'd remember. Do? I don't remember. Um, I just remember having a poor um, customer service um, uh, interaction at a Zoomies. My dad, it, like, I, I don't know what your ta- what your policy is on bad customer service interactions, but like, my dad runs a scorched earth policy because one time he literally got bad customer service one time at Lowe's and did not go back to a Lowe's for 15 years. Oh my god. Yeah, honestly, I don't give a shit if I get bad customer service. Like, no, I'm just like, I've done customer service recently, so I'm just like, listen, you're probably just having a bad day. I you know, it happens to everyone. I give bad customer service, so I, I'm like, yeah, it's fine, you know, like, you're earning, like, 
what, maybe $9 an hour? It's yeah. whatever. Yeah. Ugh. So everyone turns into an... Everyone grabs an ant morph to sneak back into Chapman's house so that they can get the Z-Drive transponder. Mm-hmm. And it's horrifying because they completely lose themselves in the ant... Like, this book This book in particular scares the shit out of me today because everyone... Re- like, they. there's like two pages of them just doing ant shit and then they all break out of it. Everyone's sobbing and they're like, oh my god, I didn't exist for two minutes. I did not exist. <sighs> Yeah. It's like it's genuinely upsetting. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's a bad scene. Um <laughs> Oh wait, we missed we skipped Marco's nightmare. Oh yeah, yeah, he has a nightmare. It's kind of incomprehensible. Yeah, but like Jake eats a lobster and then explodes into a lobster and then he wakes up and his dad's there and it's like three AM and his dad's got depression mm-hmm. because his wife died like three years or two years like two ago. Two years ago. And it's really sad. Yeah. Like, anything involving Marco's dad just makes me so fucking sad. Yeah, it's like, yeah. This book is, like, really sad. Yeah, no. Um, so, fucking, his dad's like, listen, bud, it's, you you screamed your mom's name. You're dreaming about him? And he's like, and Marco's like, nah, I I normally have happy dreams about mom. And Mm -hmm. his dad's like, yeah, that that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really sad. Yeah. Um, let's see. So the ant morph, yeah, ant morph. It's horrifying. They get in, they get the Z drive, they get out, and then they are ambushed by like a fucking stampede of ants, and they are literally getting murdered as they demorph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like literally, people are losing lit. People are losing. Oh, I guess ants are losing limbs before they demorph, and it's like super claustrophobic too because they're like in an ant tunnel, and they're lucky yeah. that they don't get their fucking. They don't get scrunched, and it's not deep enough for it to be, like, impossible. But, like, I have a severe fear of being buried alive, really. And this this is why. I forgot about it until just now, but this is why. Blair? Hey, did you stop recording? No. Okay, good. Fucking, <laughs> my internet, my fucking internet became unplugged because the f- goddamn plug sagged in the outlet. Oh my god. Anyways, well, where, where did you, where, where did you, what was the last thing you heard from me? Um, what was the last thing I heard from you? Shit. What were we talking about? Um, we were talking about the ant morph. Yeah. Um. I'm at the cut, there's gonna be some, there's gonna be a weird edit in this piece. That's fine. I think, we'll figure it out. Yeah. You can, if you can, if you finish Oh yeah, thought, did you hear me talking about why I have claustrophobia? No. Okay, yeah. So, I have, like, a weirdly severe fear of being buried alive. Mm-hmm. Like, I have heard great things about the Ryan Reynolds movie Buried. Never gonna watch it <laughs> in my life, because that is the scariest concept possible. Yeah. Um, this is why. I completely forgot about it until now, but, like, this 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 small scene about them, like, having a hard time demorphing out of the sand tunnels. Oh, sure, yeah. That's why I, like, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's a bad scene. Like, the entire scene is bad. Everyone's, like, sobbing, and they all have PTSD for, like, the sixth time. Yeah. It's, like, every morph... Like, and it's kind of crazy because, like... I mean, they explain why Jake didn't have a problem with his flame morph. It's because, like, ants are kind of hive-minded in a sort of way. Like, yeah. They're, they're, so it's... They don't really have a... I mean, I don't expect a flea to have a sense of self, but it definitely is less of a part of a whole instead of just an individual thing that just chills out on its own, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, so they kind of have to, like, grapple with that, um, 
but they eventually get through it, which is the upside yeah. of this whole like yeah. Um, thing. let me see. My next, what's my next uh, line? What's my next note? Um, Marco wants out after that. He just wants fucking. Yeah, yeah. Out, the uh, out. the two year, I guess anniversary. Mom anniversary. Yeah, his his uh, of his mom's death. Um, is coming up, it's the the upcoming Sunday, and he's like, yeah, I mean, he's grappled with this idea for a while now, ever since the first book, he's like, yeah, I can't really leave my dad alone, like, if I die, like, I don't want to be, like, like, another death that my dad has to deal with, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and, like, but, but just the, the, the upcoming date, kind of, like, cements that for him and he's like you know i've i've humored this for long enough but i really can't do it anymore yeah so this is my last mission yeah and jake who is um i mean they've all pushed him to go past that like beforehand like in the past but um jake is like yeah i mean you do whatever you have to do like really understanding about the whole thing um which is nice i think i'm pretty sure uh, marco appreciates that Mm -hmm. um yeah uh, and then they, what's the next thing they do? Oh yeah, they, they get ready to send the distress beacon, right? Yep. Um, so they go out into the, into the forest and they're like, okay, time to set the distress beacon. And there's some, there's some good banter. Uh, they all turn into the battle morphs for fighting and there's a really good line. Uh, well, two really good lines. One, um, acts states that there is, uh, no, humans don't really have much combat proficiency, mm-hmm. and Marco responds, "You don't. You fucking mar- you marinate a foot in a sweaty shoe for a couple of days, and you'll have the dreaded stink foot." Yeah, <laughs> which is such like a thirteen-year-old thing to say. And then there's also Joe Andalite. You just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? I'm going to go to Earth and turn into a lobster. <laughs> and Ash is like, "I don't get it." And Marco's like, "It." it Never mind. Yeah, basically. I feel like I feel like there's going to be that tension between Marco and Axe only insofar as Axe doesn't understand his references, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a real Captain America kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Civil War. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um So so yeah, so they so they all get into their like super morphs, like their their most powerful. They're powerful morphs. Um, and sucks that Cassie's is a, isn't individualized. Like everyone has a wolf morph, but no He's... one has. Only Jake has a tiger morph. Only Mar- only Marco has Big Jim, and only Cassie has the elephant. Well, or only Rachel has the elephant. Cassie has a horse. Yeah, but but like, you, you can't really Cass- attack with a horse. Think considering who Cassie's parents are, she would have more badass battle morphs. I mean, a wolf is pretty badass, but like they're all like bragging about like, "Ha, huh, you couldn't fight me. You could, I could beat all of you. I would just run and run. You'd all be tired." And then Jake's like, "Hmm, I would just use my cunning as a tiger." Yeah, claws. <laughs> Did you just say yeah? I said yeah. And well. I mean, Blair, Close you know, enough. I wouldn't, I would not shy away from it had I actually said, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then, so, uh, <laughs> Marco comments on everyone's morph, but doesn't really add much detail to it. Um, but he does say about Jake's morph that, uh, if there's something that can be both beautiful and deadly, it's a tiger, um, which is Jake's I missed morph. that line. He's incredibly gay. He has such a crush. On on Jake and I think Tobias probably did, does or did at one point. 
Um, and so Jake is just this guy that all other, like, questioning dudes, like, get crushes on, and he's totally oblivious to all of it. Yeah. Yeah, he has no idea. <laughs> he probably uh, has no idea that anyone would ever have a crush on him. He's like, no, I have to be valiant. That's yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing he knows about. Uh, oh. Sorry, I'm clicking around because I'm getting the next book, the next week's book cover ready after. So, but we got we got a big fucking plot point. So it's a trap, right? Like they, the trap has been turned into a trap on them because they they fucking land and like the the hork, the two Horkbajir soldiers go down way too easily. And then they're like, ha ha, get fucked, idiot. Divisor 3 intercepted the call. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had to pause for a second because I was worried my internet had cut out again. No, 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 you're good, you're good, you're good. Um. Uh, and so they all get captured, and then Visor 3 is like, man, you want, you want them off? I'll take you to see Visor 1. And then Visor 1 is controlling Marco's mother. Yeah. It's like the twist I least expected. I thought she, he was just going to have, like, a dead mom thing, you know? Yeah. I, no, I literally like, read that, and I was like, bitch! Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember this detail from... I remember... I explicitly remember this detail. I was trying very hard not to spoil it. Yeah. No, I'm it's... I'm glad I didn't give it away. It's like... Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, it's crazy. It's some crazy yeah. shit. And, um... So there's some very high tension between Visor 3 and Visor 1, because Visor... Three wants Visor One's position, and Visor One just thinks Visor Three is fucking incompetent. Uh huh. Uh, and then uh, here's where they get very lucky again because they're all prepping to like demorph from human, demorph from their battle morphs and morph into ants, and then get out and leave Tobias to die. And Tobias is like, "Well, I mean, I'll be happier going. I'll be happier dying if you know you guys are going out there." Mm-hmm. And then, luckily enough, all of the fucking Visor, all of Visor Three's guards got knocked the fuck out by Visor One's guards, at, who say, "Go." Yeah, it's JSX Horkbusher. It's political. Sure. It's political. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I guess because Visor One must, wants to make Visor Three look bad, look as bad as possible. So there's like a you know nothing really special about. Uh, the escape, except for a couple of lines. Um, Marco, after being captured, but before the escape, he says, this is going to be my last mission. And it's, well, still my last mission. And my heart broke. Yeah. yeah. And then when they're fighting their way out, uh, Marco or Marco's like, hey, we're not crazy about death. What about you guys? And Axe is like, we are also not crazy about death. Yeah. Because <laughs> Axe owns. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of, it takes a couple leaps of faith for me. To believe that is Visser one the very top of the food chain, or does she report to someone? No, she reports to someone. Yeah, because it feels like um, Visser three would probably tattle on her to say that. She- yeah, but also I think Visser three being in a higher position and it, like knowing, like I imagine Visser three hating Visser one and wanting her position is is like a known quantity. So I mean, obviously this seems like something Visser three would make up out of whole cloth to ex- excuse his incompetence. Maybe. I don't know. It's just, it just, I mean, it's God in the machine, like, whatever, yeah, I'll take yeah. it, but, um. Oh, and then, uh, we also, I, we also skipped over Marco's, like, super inspiring speech that leads to nothing because they get God in the machine out of the whole thing. Exactly, he, like, quotes a fortune cookie and he's like, we're not get, giving up. Fall down seven times, get up eight. We have to keep fucking doing it. We have to keep, hey, get out of here, guys. 
<laughs> yeah. Goodbye. <Hey>, <laughs> he, he like to- like the music. It's was me. I'm opening the door for the animorphs to get out. Get out of here, you fucking freak of nature. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> How does that guy keep getting in here? Um, you need to like lock your doors. I do. Blair, he just apparates. <laughs> he apparates like with a bad star wipe. Oh my god, he would. Um, so, Jake makes, or Marco makes Jake promise not to tell anyone because apparently no one else knew what Marco's mom looked like. Uh Uh-huh. And. They weren't ever, like, any, the only, they were only close as, like, disparate individuals before this whole thing. Yeah, like, like, Marco was friends with Jake, Jake was friends with Cassie and Rachel, well, he was cousins with Rachel, Rachel and friends with Cassie, and then. Would, I mean, everyone's just a nexus. Everyone's just like known through Jake. Really. There's no, there was no ton of interaction around Basically. outside of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I guess Cassie and Jake were kind of friends beforehand, but like yeah. not super tight. Yeah. Or I mean, I guess Rachel and Cassie were kind of friends beforehand, but not super tight. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they got lucky as fuck, and they get out. And then the last chapter is uh, Marco and uh, Mister Marco Dad. Uh, at the two-year mom anniversary, and it's really sad, but it's yeah. also happy. Yeah, because Marco's dad is like, "Hey, I'm kind of trying to get over my depression, and I haven't. I'm going to go back to work. It's been two years, and she doesn't. She wouldn't want me to live like this." And Marco's like, "Someday I'll." Marco's like internally like, "Someday I'll save her. Someday I'll get her back." Yeah, yeah. So kind of left on a cliffhanger, I think, um, as far as what Marco is going to decide to do, you know? Well, no, I think, I think it's, I I, I don't think it's a cliffhanger is what he's going to do. I think it's pretty obvious that he is going to keep fighting with the Animorphs. Is it? Yeah, I guess. After after what he saw, there's no way he's not. There's no way he can, like, just take a back seat to that. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I'm just, like, the fact that nothing was stated out, right? You know? You know? Leads me to believe that there's going to be some conflict in the next book on what his decision is going to be. Um, let me go ahead and pull up the book, because I feel like it's made pretty explicitly clear what's, what happened, what, like, what Marco's feels are. hmm Yeah. Someday, somehow, in a way I could not foresee, we would win this battle. Humans and Adelites together, we would defeat, would defeat the years, and we would free all of their slaves. I think the fact that he uses we there intimates that he's not, he's doing it. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's, that's the, uh, the Predator. Yep. Yep. That's, Why was that named the Predator? Uh, because they all turned to Predators. Visser 1 was kind of a Predator? I guess. Visser 3 is a Predator? And is this the first book we get where Visser 3 does... Where the, the, the climactic thing is not Visser 3 morphing? No, Visser 3 didn't morph in book 3. Yeah. Because Visser 3 was fighting Tobias with a gun. Yeah. Oh my god. Gun versus bird. Oh my god. Um. So, yeah, what'd you think? I I like this one. I mean the 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 drama just keeps increasing, and you yeah. know how I love the so, drama. So now that we've had a book from the point of view of the for, of five of the six main characters, uh, Axe is kind of a weird one, and I want to get this question in before before like the next two months pass by because that's how long it's gonna be before we get to our Axe book. Uh-huh. Where do you rate the narratives? Whose who, whose narratives do you want to read the most, and whose do you want to read the least? Like um, rank them for me, because I think number one is Cassie. Number two is Marco. Number three is Jake. Four is Tobias. Five is Rachel. That's how. That's where I'm at right now. I'm actually going to put... I think mine is pretty similar. I think I'm going to put Marco above Cassie, though. That's very fair. Um, 
It's a tight race. They're they're it, they're neck and neck. They are. They're like yeah. They're two of the best characters. Though um, I I do I do I, I am eagerly awaiting the day when we read an because uh, the Cassie book we read was kind of like a half a Marco book too. So right yeah. Anyways. Um yeah so. Cassie or Marco Cassie. I think it's Marco Cassie Rachel Tobias Jake. Not because I don't like the the rest of the three are kind of like whatever toss-ups i I mean to be fair jake Jake had the dishonor being the pilot being the pilot book too which is like so expositionally you couldn't really get a ton of things done right no i mean we'll see him in the next book so we'll see how that shakes out um speaking of all right so next episode next book i'm not even gonna link you the cover because i don't want to give away i I don't want to like i want to get as much of a first blush for you going into that cover review as we possibly can okay but the title is called the capture Mm-hmm. Jake is on the cover. He's turning into a fly. Sure. And the tagline is, now he's one of them. So what wow. do you think happens? Betrayal, I guess. Right? What do you think happens? Betrayal. Some sort of betrayal. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, some sort of intrigue? Drama? Um, suspense? Suspense, even. <laughs> Who um, knows? Who could even possibly guess? I have no idea. Yeah, I, it's... It's pretty. It's a pretty on the nose title compared to the rest. Yeah, if I'm yeah. Being honest, yeah. but uh, I won't spoil it because okay. I'm excited nonetheless. It pops off. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so we've got some questions. Ooh, right, we got a lot of questions actually because we got to go back. Okay. I got to go back because there was a question from at Pidman from like three episodes ago that I forgot that we that came that that she sent in like two minutes after we finished recording. Uh. Okay. From June 28th, at Pidmon says, If your battle morph meant y'all got stuck, what flavor animal and mental illness would y'all have? <laughs> um, so, mine would be, I think mine just has to be my fursona, like, legally. So, white tiger and severe anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um... Like like some sort of weird long rodent, like a ferret or like a mink or something. Oh maybe? my god, I could totally see you as a ferret. Yeah, um, and I don't know depression. I don't know. <laughs> do, uh, do, do ferrets get depression? I I think so. Okay, I trust okay. you. Uh. So this quest, this tweet from at Rumda. Found this podcast from a random link, <laughs> which I just love. Uh-huh. But I was a big fan of the books in the 90s. But I was a big fan of the books from back in the 90s as they were coming out. I even had the Transformers. What? Oh, my what? God. Uh, but I drifted away after the Javid trilogy. But a few, years ago, a few years ago, I did a complete reread. The original covers were the stages of single images uh, were from a 2010s release and were in Lentic. The original covers were the stages. The single images were from the 2010 release and were lenticular and changed based on viewing angle. So, there was lenticular. Yeah. Lenticular was a thing. I was just using it wrong. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, question from at Pedmon. How much would you disassociate via comedy in a bad situation? And then in parentheses, colon, eyes, colon, 2017. Which I think is meant to do the eyes emoji in Discord, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, very much. Yeah, I mean, co- that's what I do constantly anyway, so. Yeah, I- I'm always I- I'm always posting about dissociating. <laughs> um, 
and question from at what is cosplay what fictional aliens would the team use, choose to take morphs of to blend in while in space now there are only a few aliens we have to choose from so in order to get some creativity i'm going to expand this question out to say fictional aliens and sentence like not just from the books i'm talking about fictional aliens which ones would best blend in oh okay i thought that's what the book the question was ask, asking in the first place um oh. Oh, yeah, that is the question. I can't read. That's okay. Um, well, for I mean, that the characters would choose? I, um, I think that, like, yeah. Who's I a mean, xenomorph, right? Yeah, I was going to say. Who's I don't think xenomorph? it would blend in, but I think that's the best combat morph by far. Yeah. Who who would go xenomorph? I think... I, I think, think Marco. Marco, yeah. I think Marco would go xenomorph. It might be a bit too violent for him to enjoy. Maybe Axe, Rachel would go xenomorph. Axe might go... No, Axe is... Xenomorph is too close to what Axe already is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, so that's Xenomorph, and we're, I, I think we're going to do like a one, only one character can be one thing. Yeah. Um, um, I think Marco would be a Balchinian as a joke from Men in Black. Oh my god, I don't know if I'm familiar. Balchinian is exactly what it says on the tin. They're, they have, they, they don't have testicles in their groin, they have testicles on their chin. Good, great, awesome. <laughs> so I think Marco would be a Balchinian. No, that fits him perfectly, no, exactly, you're completely right. Um... Skip Axe. Axe doesn't count. Axe, Axe already Axe is already it. an alien. Axe has got fine. it dialed in. Yeah. Um, I mean, man. they're all technically aliens in outer space. We are all aliens in outer Blair, space. Blair. Blair. Shut the fuck up. I mean, it's like, I'm not wrong. You just don't want to hear it. <laughs> don't silence me. Fucking let's see, what, let's Google popular aliens and culture. So I can get a list. Um, I mean, I, I'm gonna be honest here. My only mainstay was Doctor Who as a science fiction thing when I was, that went in space. So I'm like Daleks, but Daleks fucking suck. If yeah. we're being honest here. Yeah. Uh, man. There's so many. There's so many aliens. Who would be Greys? Like the the Greys. No one would be Greys. No one would be fucking Greys. They all respect themselves too much. Are you kidding? <laughs> This fucking piece of shit that no one ever calls. <laughs> I'm so mad. No one ever calls this number. Why did I get that? You know what? I'm going to take this. I can't believe they called three times in a row. Um, anyways. So, uh, aliens. Right, aliens. Um, there's so many fucking aliens. Oh, great. I just opened Wikipedia's composite list of aliens, starting with A. Well, let's let's ta- think about Star Wars aliens. Um, we've got the Twi'leks, which are the ones with, like, oh, the Oh, Marco would thing. absolutely be Chewbacca. Chewbacca, bitch! Yes. <laughs> Marco would be Chewbacca. He would he would have the Balchinian morph as a joke, but then he would go Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I um, guess Wookiee. Sorry, don't call the cops on us. Wookiee. <laughs> Um, I guess Rachel would probably go Twi'lek. Well, she's already a xenomorph, so we can't do that. Um, and I don't feel, I feel like Twi'leks are too femme for, um, Cassie. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and xenomorph is obviously high femme. Yeah. So. Def- absolutely. <laughs> um, hmm. I don't know. I think Jake would want to be a jack of all trades, be like a scroll. Oh, Sure. Although a scroll is pretty much an animorph, but yeah. they have green skin and they look like elves. Whatever, man, you know? Yeah. 
Man, this is a tough question. Shit. Yeah, like, I don't know enough about aliens in yeah. general. Uh, but Marco would definitely be a Wookiee. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. Rachel would definitely be a Xenomorph. Yeah. And you can add us with your opinions on the rest. Yeah, absolutely. We want to, we want to hear from you. Yeah, tell us. Mm-hmm. Every time we get close to ending the episode, I remember we don't have a sign-off, and I get this, like, sudden sense of anxiety. <laughs> Well, come up with a sign-off while I do our shit. So, if you want to find us on Twitter, we are at Fearbaiting on Twitter. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Shia Shadonaka. Or and then at Shia the Wonder Yorks on Twitter. What did I say our handle was? I said a Fearbaiting, didn't you I? You did say Fearbaiting. Sorry. We're at the Wonder Yorks on Twitter. Um, Blair is at Blair Kitch uh, at, on Twitter and brantbullpelt.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have the Wonder Yorks at gmail.com. If you want to support us, uh, patreon.com slash fearbaiting, F-E-A-R-B-A-I-T-I-N-G. Mm-hmm. Um, helps with uh, hosting the show. Well, actually, that's already covered, but it helps with like stuff like, you know, we got uh, Blair sounds way better because we got her a new mic. Wee, 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 thanks wee. to pretty much just exclusively thanks to the Patreon money, like, that just helps us so much that we didn't have to, like, eat that cost. And now we can give you Blair sounding not like dog shit. Yep. And, you know, your support means the world. You know, we had a couple, we got, like, some donation tiers. One dollar you vote on fear baiting episodes. And uh, go listen to our sister podcast, Fear Baiting. It's, mm-hmm. a movie, it's a horror movie podcast. And we put a lot of work into it. Yeah. That's a joke. That's a lie. We turn on the mics and we yell for an hour. And then yeah, we, I mean, then we, same, same shit we do here, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, that's everything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm Blair. I'm Luna. Uh, uh, um, <clears throat> y- you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. No, Blair, you can't do that. You cannot do that. We're not doing that. Try again. Try again. Um, okay, shit. so wait, we got, we got fuck off and die. Um, boss baby is time cute. Rude. And that one doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Um... What else? Did I have like a running dock of it? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Um. Uh. ABM always be morphin. Always be morphin. I still stand by that one. I don't think that's great, but we can't come up with anything better. So in the meantime, and remember, always be morphin. <laughs> Bye. Uh, uh, Marine morphin rules everything around. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's way better. <laughs> And until next time, remember, Marine. But we can't expand on it from no, here. No, uh, never. All right. So, fuck off and die. Boss Baby is Time Cube. Always be Morphin and Marine. We are, we're going to have a long podcast. We're gonna, like, half the episode is going to be closers by the time this show's over. Oh, I hate this. Yeah, hate okay, this. bye. Bye.